Welcome to the Lance Wall Now Show. It's so great to be with you today. And I'm telling you something, all of the activity that's happening in the news, it's almost all these stories are just crying out for some uh, greater in-depth analysis. And we've got some today that are going to blow your mind. In particular, what's happening with Iran and the United States? Why are they saber-rattling? Why are they willing to provoke confrontation? Uh, could it be because they have agents in the United States? We have some uh, 300,000 that came through the border last month in Texas. It makes you wonder what's in the United States. We're going to be covering that right now. And in, in, if you think about the instability of uh, global affairs, wars, rumors of wars, $34 trillion worth of debt, 2.9 million unvetted military-aged uh, people that are coming over to the United States over the last uh, three and a half years, you begin to wonder, how's the economy going to hold up? $34 trillion worth of debt. I've told you time and again that I really do believe that there's a way of storing value. It's historic. In an unstable time, you can put your money into gold, you can put your money into silver, and from, the, from Bible days till today, it's been a historic great store of value. And I've recommended to folks, and, and many of you have listened to me, and I urge you again, while it is still time, you want to go to lancewalnut.com forward slash birch, download the 20-page in-depth report on understanding the strategy of gold and silver, and understand why China and other countries are just doubling down on getting a hold of gold right now. You could take your IRA. Uh, your retirement account. You could convert it over into gold. So no matter what happens with the dollar and its fluctuation, you have peace of mind. I want you to go to lancewallet.com forward slash Birch and uh, download that information. And when you do that, uh, you're going to be the smartest kid on the block and you'll know why it is that we put our money into gold and silver. Now let's go ahead and get into today's broadcast. If the administration declares that it plans to federalize the National Guard of the state of Texas, your National Guard, what will be your response? Well, first, I'll be shocked. That would be a boneheaded move on his part, a total disaster. Uh, but for one, as you might imagine, we are prepared uh, in the event that that unlikely event does occur to, to make sure that we will be able to continue exactly what we've been doing over the past month, and that is uh, building these barriers, uh, whether it be the Constantino wire or other uh, anti-climate border barriers, whatever we've been building, the Biden administration uh, is now trying to attack us because of it. Uh, and we will continue to do exactly what we're doing to expand our denial of illegal entry into the state of Texas. Have you spoken to the president or anyone from the Biden White House about what appears to be uh, an imminent collision? I have not, to be clear. Uh, I have spoken to the president about the border. Uh, I met him on a tarmac in El Paso and talked to him directly about what was going on. I handed him a letter that had in it immediate solutions he could take that would immediately secure the border without the need of any new law to be passed. Despite the fact that I handed him uh, on altogether eight different letters, he has refused to ever respond. My point in telling you that we have laid down the precursor of what's called Article Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution to show that uh, we have been invaded and we have demanded support from the president to safeguard our state, and they have refused to do so eight times, and that authorized me to, uh, uh, to declare an invasion under Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution to make sure that Texas is going to be able to use every tool in our arsenal to defend our state. And so it's the first time that I'm hearing 
and, and I admit some of you guys are on this better than me, eight times the governor has sent eight letters, has outlined steps that could be taken if Biden really was interested in curtailing the uh, five to 10,000 a day that are coming over. He could do it, but he's not doing it. And he's not doing it because you know what Joe Rogan knows, what I know, what everybody knows, and that is that Biden is an empty suit. He's a puppet that's doing the administrative priorities of the people that put him into power. And so he, he's, not, he's not like Trump, where in Trump you have the unacceptable uh, proposition of a person who thinks independently about the best thing to do. And uh, Trump would come up with his own idea. He'd ask advice, he'd get feedback, boom, and then he'd execute. Uh, the way that they like it in Washington is they like to have somebody that doesn't think or act on their own, but expresses the collective agenda of the power brokers that put them in office to serve their interests. And that's the story of uh, why Trump is hated and why it is that Biden is in power. Because uh, he's not calling the shots. It's clear that there's a reason why we have this uh, swelling of uh, foreigners coming to the country. And part of it is because the Democratic Party and the power brokers know that their agenda really isn't that popular with the majority of Americans. And it's a, bit of a, it's a bit of a cliff walk every time they have an election because most Americans don't like open borders and, and $34 trillion worth of debt and forgiveness of all college you know, debt and, 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 uh, you know, and uh, the fentanyl crisis. There's not really an enthusiasm for drag queen hour in you know, the 11-year-olds 11, 11 having to be talking about their gender. Uh, but uh, if they can flood America with 20, 30 million foreigners and make them dependent on government payouts from the Democratic Party, they could replace the American voter with other voters. And this is like the great replacement theory that everybody goes, oh, how could you say that? It's obvious. That's the only logic. That and the very large companies want the cheap labor and the free labor and the labor they don't have to report on um, because, uh, the, uh, because that's, that's, that's their economic uh, interest. But uh, I, I mean, I'm surprised to hear the Abbott say that. So as you as a young Texan, 22 years old, Will Boone, as you're watching this, um, what do you think, uh, as you're seeing this, what comes to your mind regarding the conflict between Abbott and Biden? And uh, where do you think this is gonna go? So he's kind of put into a pickle here because he has either the two choices of cut the razor wire, federalize the Texas guard, and really attack it on his side, or he sits back and lets Greg Abbott and Texas and the Texas guard control it there. Neither are good optics for him. So he doesn't have really a choice to do, and that's why Greg Abbott's playing this so, so perfectly. Because he's thinking like a lawyer, he's thinking through the things that will benefit Texas the best, but also kind of put Biden into a corner yeah, itself. Understand, understand the, the battle right here is all optics. Right. And so what Biden does not want to have is the image of armed military people pushing back on state people and cutting razor wire and whistling, saying, come on in, boys, and then having caravans coming through. That's the image that they cannot have. So let me give you a cautionary tale taken from the George Floyd riots and January 6th. The way that the media wants to play, remember the media is working for the, uh, for the Democrat Party. The way they want to position this 
is they want uh, to have uh, an eight-year-old drown in the river and then claim that it's a direct result of the heartless policy of the Texas governor who's putting razor wire in the path of these innocent children from escaping the clutches of tyranny. They're going to try to find some uh, emotional angle that manipulates the narrative. Instead of showing the child trafficking that's coming through the open border, they're gonna show the cost to innocent lives because we're not making a more sane and rational policy of coming to America. So uh, that's the reason why I got two stories I want to hit on real fast here. The Civil War narrative. Of course, you know, we live in the media-manipulated clickbait world, and so I'm always trying to be careful not to cause my audience and people that trust me to go down the trail into some obviously trending and stimulating. It's the reason why I don't talk about the Nephilim and, you know, the, the fallen angels. Interesting story. And I, I'll watch. I'll probably do a broadcast on it now that I said I won't do it. But, I mean, I don't... It, it, there's one thing I don't like doing. It's figuring out where uh, people uh, are having itching ears and then offering a better scratch for what's itching. I'd rather get people trained to get to the actual story. And the actual story is we got 25 governors that are standing with the Texas governor. I've got 25 governors by default that I guess aren't. Because you realize it's not a Texas issue. When they come through into Texas, they're dispersed throughout rural the United States. They're dispersed into Pennsylvania and New York. They're dispersed. And if you really want to get uh, trippy, they're dispersed intentionally into areas that are red areas in order to make them more blue. So you see, you've you got to watch how this is actually working. There's a plan here to repopulate and, re and redistribute power in America. There's also a plan, whether you realize it or not, and I just found this out last week, doing my research for this program. There's a, there's a census that's done. And the census looks at how many people live in a state. Get this, legal or illegal. The census determines congressional representation. Now, it doesn't say that everyone can vote, but the census actually reflects the strength of your district. So what that means is your, uh, your, your, uh, your status as an influencer in Washington is greater if you've got immigrants in there, even if the illegals can't vote, the census reflects the fact that the population is built into your district. Crazy. So there's, there's a kind of a real weird kind of twisted political game going on with this. But the 25 governors are saying, who comes through Arizona, who comes through Texas, who comes from California, doesn't stay there. They come to my backyard. So every state is a border state. Every state is in the border with Mexico. But only 25 governors are saying it. And that tells you the other 25, which are Democrats, are not saying it. Now, I'm not trying to pick on Democrats. I'm just saying that the Democratic Party is, is unified almost like the collective bargaining units of uh, the way the left organizes. The, communism is based on group identity and... Um, Conservatism is based on individuality. Our government was basically built on the idea of the individual as sovereign. The left is changing that. They're saying, oh no, your individuality has to submit to the power of the group dynamic. Therefore, if the group decides 
that uh, you are not allowed to do something, then uh, you're prohibited from doing it. You don't have any God-given inalienable rights. They can be taken away by the collective. The group can determine what you can say and can't say. If you don't believe me, go to Canada right now and find out how many pastors have been threatened with jail and how many have been locked up because they teach parts of the Bible that are considered hate speech by the collective. But this language about civil war is dangerous, and I'll tell you why. We have a trucker's convoy going down there now. I think uh, we're, I think got an article here somewhere about the trucker's convoy. And my, my concern is we are not wanting, oh, convoy claiming to be God's army heading to Texas to protest the border crisis. This would, of course, be the New York Post. This is what New York magazines are going to use incendiary language so that the trucker convoy claim to be God's army. Well, you see, what we don't want to have is any incident that will feed the left-wing manipulation of the narrative. Like I said, we don't want a child drowning that's going to end up becoming the martyr child because of the heartless, you know, governor of Texas. And we don't want to see any kind of uh, violence or any kind of... Um, you know, hyper-vigilante standing up for America stuff, because this is the narrative they tried to paint us with. They'll take a, a nice, peace-loving Christian guy like me and say, dangerous Christian nationalist Lance Walnut. When the truth of the matter is, there's nothing dangerous at all. You guys that have been with me know that for a fact. But that doesn't stop them from wanting us to be that way because it feeds kind of like the white supremacist narrative. If they could only find somebody as a white supremacist, it would help them. But they have a difficult time finding them. By the way, they, it used to be white Christian nationalists. That was the term that they threw at me five years ago until David Harris and uh, Diamond and Silk and a whole bunch of African-American conservatives helped join my show, in which case they stopped saying it's white Christian nationalists. Just went with Christian nationalists so they wouldn't be embarrassed. When we come back, we're going to talk about where is this all heading. You don't want to miss what's coming up. Be right back. We're entering a period of time that has increased hostility against people of faith. It's a time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral, physical, psychological, and even a financial basis. I'm here to remind you that God is the one who has blessed you thus far, and He will take care of you in the future. You have a divine responsibility, however, to see trouble and prepare yourself. For example, with record inflation eating away at the value of the U.S. dollar, the savings in your retirement account is in danger of slipping away. I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. And that includes no penalties, there's no taxes, when you transfer current retirement funds into Birch Gold. To see how it works, I want you to go to lancewalnut.com forward slash birch and get your free info kit, and you'll be glad that you did. Hey, welcome back to this. Uh, I can't believe it's the final segment of, of uh, one of my shows today because we've got so much we got to cover, but Will Boone has uh, now uh, rotated out, and we have the official wing woman of the show, Mercedes Sparks. Welcome back. Hi, Lance. Glad Happy you're here, here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're back. And, and so, uh, Mercedes, we've been talking about what's going on with the border and, uh, and with, with Abbott, and, and I just want to say something. This is a shocking bit of statistic. 302,000 migrants illegally crossed in December. Now, I didn't realize that. 302,000 illegally crossed. Um, 2.4 million in 2023 alone. Because you always wonder what these numbers is. 2.4 million. And uh, 
then you turn me on to some some other information. But your 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 beef is that we do not tell the story as well as as we ought to because the left controls the narrative. But man, yeah, and and these are the like the statistics you just gave. Those are the people we know about. So what about the ones that we don't know about? Because you and I actually went down to the border. We took an actual mom's caravan down to the border, like maybe a couple of years ago. And the stories that you hear down there are horrific. I mean, there was a very graphic one we heard about, uh, you know, a young girl, 12 years old, 13 years old, was found with 30 different DNA samples left inside of her, left for dead. Um, people coming across with men, single men coming across with one-year-olds because the way that the administration has it set up now, or if you're coming over with a child, then you're a family, then you just get released. And a lot of the, the, you know, these people are like, no, it's not my kid. And that's if they admit to it. And what the cartels will do is they'll use human trafficking over here. This is what we learned while we were down there. They'll use human trafficking on this side and then run drugs on the other side so that, you know, the, the Homeland Security guys are tied up dealing with the amount of people trying to come through and they're running drugs the other way. So I don't think we're good at telling the story. Uh, we've talked a lot about that in this episode about you know media suppression, but just getting the truth out there and telling these types of stories because the compassionate side is to say, what about these children being trafficked? You know, when, when Trump was so, he got so much flack for separating parents from children at the border, the reality is they were trying to do DNA paternal testing to see was this child even related to the person that's claiming them as their child or their niece or whatever it is. And so you get one story in the media, but then the truth is something totally else. But we got to get really good at telling those compassionate stories. The same way you just said earlier, where oh, they're going to there's some some tragedy is going to happen in the Rio Grande, and it's going to be painted a certain way. We need to have these stories ready to tell um, about just the the real human trafficking crisis that's happening. Down and, there. and listen, that that DNA sampling was this is an actual fact. Jeff Sessions authorized it because there was a, a pastor from Texas named Ramiro Pena who was praying when he was down there with the Trump administration looking at the border. He's a Texas pastor. And he prayed about the children that are coming over with these fake people saying they're their parents, and you could prove they're not their parents. And you might even be able to identify where the parents are and match them with a the child if you had DNA. And so he tells Jeff Sessions that he said, all you got to do is take a cotton swab. In a matter of minutes, you can identify if the child is actually with a parent or with a coyote smuggling children. And so Sessions checked it out, and they implemented the DNA test. The problem was, when Biden came to office, the, uh, these, these uh, you know, 300,000 a day, you know, a month coming over, that they had them in large groups going through the DNA testing. They were, they, were, they, were, they were examining them, and the optics of uh, the picture was so embarrassing to the uh, Democrats that they, that they dismissed the DNA test. They know it works, but said it doesn't matter. Just bring them through. So they don't care about protecting the children or identifying the parent. They care about avoiding the negative optics, which, by the way, uh, I was mentioning an earlier segment about how they're looking for the child that drowns or the person that drowns. They make a big deal over This is what happens when you know you're in humanity. Curious thing is, what I found out is the cartels actually throw children into the river in order to engage Homeland Security in the rescue attempt 
while they release the drug carriers in at another part, thin point. So they literally examine where the line is, throw the distraction in over here. We race out there with humanitarian concern, and then they push through over here with the drug runners. So uh, it's we're up against something really, really dangerous. You share with me something. We only got a few minutes left, but I want to play this uh, Ted Cruz segment because he just he does a hit job on the the nutty compromise that the that the Republican uh, senator from um, Oklahoma came up with. But let's watch this. This supplemental bill is a kamikaze plane in a box canyon with no exit headed for a train wreck. You look at this bill. The bill is not designed to fix this problem. By the way, the single greatest national security threat to America, this right here. I think the odds of a major terrorist attack in the United States are higher today than they've been any time since September 11th. You know what? In that spike, how many Hamas terrorists are there? How many Hezbollah terrorists are there? And what are we going to say when they carry out an attack here like October 7th in Israel? This bill is not designed to fix the problem. This bill normalizes 5,000 people a day coming in. 5,000 people a day is over 1.8 million a year. That's called an invasion. By the way, under Joe Biden, we've had 9.6 million. So the great Republican compromises were for two-thirds of Joe Biden's open borders. We'll let in 6 million instead of 9 million. This makes utterly no sense. There's citizen journalists like Ben Burkwam and people like that, that that are with Real America's Voice going down to the border and just saying, hey, where are you from? And they'll go up, let's say, to a, to a military-age male from the Middle East. Where are you from? In this case, the guy doesn't want to say where he's from. Then he makes an interesting statement, which has to do with, you know, um, like, who are you? The guy's asking me, go, you're too stupid to know who I am. It's like the attitude is like really contempt. And then he says, well, who are you? He goes, you'll find out who I am soon enough. The thought that we don't have terrorists coming through the border is absurd because the border's wide open for, for Iran to send whoever they want to send. And my suspicion is the reason why they're so bold in attacking the United States over 100 times uh, through Houthi rebels and, and uh, that three service members just killed is because I think they're willing to activate them. And uh, they, they'll, they'll do it now. They're not worried about whether Trump's going to be around. They, they're lusting for a fight and they want to do damage to us. And they wouldn't mind it if we were to, to engage them. That's my theory, that they actually have people here already. By the way, if you are smart enough, you would know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very. Yeah, you're not smart enough to know who I am, but soon you're going to know who I am. That sounds, that sounds like somebody who wants to put his name out there for what he blows up. Yeah. And, and I mean, the clip is a little bit longer, but I mean, you're, you're saying it's not, it's not just that. I mean, you've got, you know, Chinese nationals, all sorts of people that are, that are coming into the United States illegally. And listen, everyone's in favor of legal immigration, but when it comes to Democrats, it's like Democrats don't care that, you know, you've got cities overrun with drugs and they're not looking to stem the tide by securing the border. They don't care about the human trafficking. They don't care about the little kids that are being trafficked and molested, the women who are being trafficked and molested. They don't care. They want the a poorest border and they want people in here. And they are putting millions of American lives at risk by not securing the border. 
So come here legally. We're all for it. But um, I, you've got closed eyes and a head in the sand if you don't think this is a problem. And let me just say it's not Democrats. It's Republicans and Democrats. This problem exists because you have, um, you have people in Washington that could care less. Mm -hmm. I, re I really hope that there's a populist backlash. I keep on praying what will happen. I think it's just a matter of information and the right, the right trigger event. But look, look, I'm not making this stuff up. Ten former FBI executives, some who oversaw the Bureau's intelligence, counterterrorism, criminal and training operations, expressed their alarm on January 17th, just recently. The Senate leader, Chuck Schumer, and the chairman of the House and Senate committees all reside over the uh, intelligence and homeland security apparatus. And these ten former FBI execs are saying we have the equivalent of an invasion. There's battalions of eligible military-aged males without wives and kids streaming over the border from various nations. In its modern U.S., in modern history, the United States has never suffered an invasion of the homeland, and yet one is unfolding now. Military-aged men from across the globe, many from countries and regions that are not friendly to the United States, are landing in waves on our soil by thousands and they're not splashing ashore from a ship or parachuting from a plane, uh, but rather they're just walking over the border. And it's actually been accurately advertised around the world as an unprotected, readily accessed point. It's difficult to overstate, the FBI says, the danger represented by the presence inside of our borders of what is comparatively a multi-division army of single adult males from hostile nations and regions whose background intent and allegiance is completely unknown and unvetted. It's like crazy. If you, if you want to know why many people that are um, Bible scholars and students believe prophetically that God has turned America over to the judgment of self-destruction, it's things like this. The only thing that can intercept it, I'm convinced, is for God himself to intervene by awakening enough people to mobilize our senses so that we can actually um, push back against the direction we're moving in, because it's suicidal. And uh, on a more optimistic note, you might say, well, what's good about that? Well, what's good about that is when the problem is clear, a solution is easier to find. I think you almost have to agitate. In marketing, we say you agitate the problem. In other words, if you're going to sell something, you really create an and a need for the solution. I think America is coming to the place now where it's going to cry out for deliverance. Remember what Jesus said, that he's going to appear when the Jewish people say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I think we're going to begin to cry out to God for a solution to the problem. And that's actually good news. We'll see you again on our next broadcast. God bless you. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. Still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, my pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code to save 50% on your MyPillow 2.0. Not only that, for a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free.
You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. MyPillow.com. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code Lance to save big on all of Mike's best products. That's promo code Lance. Did you enjoy this latest episode? Please remember to share it with your friends. Because the more knowledge you have, the better equipped you are to navigate the world.